Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Dino from Forest Fan TV, and today I've got three incredibly special guests. It's a pleasure to meet. We've got three local heroes. We've got Gary Birkles. How are you doing, Gary? Yeah, good, thank you. Yeah. Viv Anderson with the man with the biggest handshake ever. Terrible, thank you. Terrible, that's good. And Tony Woodcock. Hi. Can I have your hairdresser, please? <laughs> there isn't one. Right? You just, you just let it grow, mate. Yeah, you might get to my stage. We'd all like to let it grow. We really would. So we're all about to go to the premiere of um, Local Heroes, uh, film which you were all involved with. Uh, how did that come about? How did the three of you get together and how did this even... Mr Woodcock? Yeah, no, Mr. Woodcock. it started a few years ago, right, when we were thinking after the, obviously, the very, very good film, I Believe in Miracles. I think it was lockdown and we were chatting about football and podcasts and with John Warrington from Crafty Entertainment. And first of all, it came from the so-called Famous Five at Nottingham Forest, which mm. was... Anderson, Woodcock, O'Neill, Robertson, and Bowyer. That, that was all plastered all over the city grounds. And is there a story there yeah, that would you know, bring in the other guys as well? And then it went a little bit further. And we said, well, this, the three lads from Nottingham. Mm. And if you play in the Champions League this day and age, I'm not sure if it's actually 100% correct, but you're lucky to get three players from the same country. Mm. So when Nottingham Forest won two European Cups, we got three guys here from Nottingham. You know, from Long Eaton, well, I say Attenborough, Attenborough. Attenborough sorry <laughs> about that, Clifton and Eastwood, and three areas in Nottinghamshire, you know, mm. quite notorious, with a lot of interesting thoughts and, and, and issues about it. And we thought, well, we've grown up together. This yeah. might be a story, you know, not just about professional football, but what it was like in those days. Mm. So, I mean, you were from Clifton Estate, weren't you, which was the largest estate in Europe yeah. at the, certainly at the time. I'm a Clifton boy as well. Right. Oh. So we both escaped. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Me, not so successful as you. Um, but were you, were you all Forest fans growing up? No. No. <laughs> yes. I, I, I know you Were you? Got yeah, massive. I, I, I went to Manchester United for, from 15 to 16. Every school holiday, I'd go to Manchester and train up there. And after a year, they said, uh, I don't think you're going to quite make it at Manchester United. Mm. So I had to come back to Nottingham. Mum and Dad said, you got a job. <laughs> and I got a were. job as a silk screen printer. Mm-hmm. I was there six weeks. What, what is a silk screen printer? I'll tell you, you get the teas, get the lunches. Mm-hmm. And that was virtually it, really. Yeah. You were a dog's body. You're a runner. A runner, <laughs> yes. And, um, and then Forrest said, would you play in our youth team? Played the youth team on a Wednesday, got the day off. And they said, could you come play next week? Play next week. And then they signed me as an apprentice. I had a, a lad called uh, Peter Wells and Glyn Saunders, who were already apprentices with Tony. Uh, and they said, uh, uh, if they ask you to do a job when you come to the football club, make sure you do the boots, because it's the easiest job. It's the biggest lie in the world, by the way. <laughs> I'm, just come, I'm not sure about that, because I used to clean Tommy Gemmell's boots. <laughs> And he used to polish them up and everything. We were in the boot room and he had to go and knock on the, can you remember, knock on yeah, the first yeah, team yeah. door before they let you enter. You had to come put the boots down for him. 
And Tommy came in one day and he got the boots in his hand. He threw them on the floor and says, you get those boots done properly. I mean, they were perfect. They used to frighten me to death. Mm. And I'd gone polish them up, didn't do anything, got back to it. So later on in life, obviously, he was with the Lisbon Lions before he was in Nottingham Forest. We met up with them and I used to say, Tom, can you remember those early days? You used to frighten me to death when I was cleaning your boots. And I used to bring them into the, he says, I used to tell that, uh, that story as well, son. So mm. it was high praise indeed. So I would like to think that he can play, but I'm going to knock him down a, a peg or two, right? Mm. And he used to frighten me to death, just cleaning the boots, right? So Did you get money at Christmas? Did I or did no? So oh yeah, yeah. I'm not sure actually. Yeah, the the the, the full pros. Two and six. Used to give you a few quid or whatever, right, for cleaning the boots, right? You know, because we were on apprentice wages, right, which weren't very much at the time, That's were right. they? Yeah, yeah. So Gary, you were a Forest fan. What was it like? How did that feel? Actually, ended up playing for Forest, and and what, coming from Long Eaton, amateur club. I was Chilwell. I, I was born in Chilwell. That's yeah. where I was from. But I played for Attenborough Colts. That's where the young Lisbethan connection comes. Long Eaton was when I was 15, 16 later on. So that's where the connection, Priory Celtic, Clifton Athletic, Attenborough Colts. But my dad used to take me to the Trent End in the children's pen. And I used to have a little box there you could stand on to look over to, so you could see things. I can remember going to watch um, the year Manchester United won with Charlton Law Best. They won the league. And uh, Forest beat them four-one at the City Ground. Gary, playing for um, coming from an amateur league to straight into the Forest team, how difficult was that in terms of the level? Well, it wasn't straight into the Forest team. Um, I, I came, I got turned down by Aston Villa when I was fifteen. Mm. Uh, I had to go and get a job as a floor layer. Uh, just looking at this carpet, it's not very well laid, by the way. It's uh, <laughs> got a few wrinkles in it. Um, yeah, it, it was it was difficult. I thought my chance had gone. Um, but then I started getting, uh, getting enjoyment out of playing Sunday football and playing for Longy United. And luckily the gaffer came and saw me and gave me a month's trial. And uh, yeah, it all started from there. And yeah, it's just... Was it a big step up for you? It's just how long were you there before you went in the first team? I signed in 76. So it would, I got in, in 78, 79, would it be after you won the league title? Right. So when Goody, so you played a lot of uh, reserve teams. Oh yeah, yeah, in the central league, yeah. Right. Uh, he put me in midfield. Same as Gary Mills, he played a lot in the central league, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, yeah. he was a lot younger. He was five years younger yeah. than, well, four or five years younger than me. So and you made your debut at the same time against Arsenal on the same day. And we mm. beat, uh, yeah, beat Arsenal two one. But yeah, it was just there are so many little nuances that you think, well, if. How did that happen? How did that happen? Mm. You know, there's so many things that could have gone wrong that didn't. And yeah, I just feel so fortunate and lucky that it all. See, I think that the, the, the film is not about three Nottingham lads, although it is. It's about what they did to get to that point. Yeah. You know, how they grew up and Gary's telling about them. Tony's got stories about how he got to that point in the first place. Mm. And I think that's it. That's why it's. It's not just about Nottingham, although it is. It's other people. You can have people in London looking at the film going, I could do that. Yeah. Don't see why I can't do that. It's yeah. hopefully about giving children the chance now to look at this film or the parents letting, letting the kids and say, look, those three lads, you know, look where they came from and look what they achieved. You mm. can achieve it. You know, it's there for you if you want it. it I mean, just, it's, it's not about joining the academy at a young age. And going through it and trying to train it, you know, you've got to have that determination. I'm not so sure these young guys who are going in the academies at eight and nine and ten years old, they don't know about it. You've got to have the determination and the courage and everything else like that to get what you want, right? 
Mm-hmm. And you need the talent, of course, but without the courage, determination, and the will to go and take it and to get over the mishaps and get over the disappointments, right? You're not going to get, get where you're going to get. And I think that this, this shows that you, that's what you need it's is, the inside the to, desire. The desire yeah. to be a footballer. Yeah. That's what it is. Mm. He had the desire. Yeah. Obviously, his path was different to us. Yeah. He went to non league and then come into it. But it's the desire in the first place to want to be a footballer. That's the only thing I ever thought about is being a footballer. So when I got the disappointment of going to Manchester United for a year, they said, well, I don't think you can quite make it. It still had to get a job, but still the desire was there. Did you feel that that was the end at that point? Yeah, at the time, did, of, course yeah. it, of course it did. I had to go and get a job. Yeah. And it, it was turned down about three jobs before that, you know. Mm. So he was the only one who didn't. Me and Viv, went, you know, had to go normal jobs, but Tony was, you know. Quite right. But I got the thing then with Cluffy, right, where I'm, he wasn't sure about me. And, you know, this, this story is well known now when I met him in the car park. And I said, uh, can I have a word? He said, what do you want? I said, well, I'm doing all right in the reserves. But when you come into the reserve game and start shouting, Woodcock, get your foot on the ball, hold it up. I said, I've been bagging nails, that put me off. Mm. He puts me off. And he looked at me and he said, uh, I thought he might motivate you. I said, no. It's... He looked at me, said, we can't win them all, can you? Turned around and walked off. <laughs> that was the defying moment for me. We're talking about fighting your way through. Yeah. A little bit different to say, right, you've got to forget him. You've got to concentrate. Right, and get yourself playing football. Forget what's around you. Just play the game. And this is the same point. Whether you're coming from, you know, do you have a job or anything like that? You've got to push those things aside and say, right, I want this, and I've got to now get my get myself back on track to try and do it. Mm-hmm. And then you, you know, you, 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 it's, it's like it's, it's like a mentality where you've got to fight your way through. We've, mm-hmm. we've all had to do it. Mm-hmm. Viv, did you feel any extra pressure? Being, well, you became the first black player to play for England as a full cap. Did you feel any extra pressure in the days? I mean, we've just had Vinicius Junior this week, which is mm. yeah. the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. So, mm. you know, racism is still, unfortunately, a, a part of football, although yeah. it is dying off. You know, growing up in Clifton, I think you were one of two black families there. That's right. Yeah. You, your parents were there quite yeah. early, weren't they? Yeah. Um, was it difficult? Was it more difficult for you to actually make yourself push yourself into that England squad from from success at Forest? I uh, I think I played with Tony at under twenty one level, so I had mm. the progression from the under twenty ones played England B, yeah. and then the next stage would obviously be. But the, obviously between B and and getting the first team was. Laurie and mm. other people mm. that talked about like that. So it was always going to be, was it going to be Laurie? Was it going to be me? And we, I, I remember we went to Bulgaria playing in an England, in England squad and, um, and we never talked about, is it going to be you? Or is it going to be me? You talked about, look at this car I'm thinking of buying, you know, that sort of thing. So the pressure was not really on. I never, we never thought of it like that. If it's you, it's you. If it's me, it's me. It was one of those things. But mm. fortunately it was me. Do you feel that you've inspired other people within not only football, but in the community and your community? You have to ask other people that. All yeah. I can do is do what I did at the time. I yeah. was fortunate to play football with a group of lads like these. Um, I managed to get in the first team, managed to get play for England. And if I've inspired anybody, 
<laughs> I think this is what the film is all about, hoping mm. that it'll inspire other, you know, kids to go and say, right, we can do this. It's not such a, you know, like you, you're here today, Premier League academies, you've got to start off at five years of age. I've even heard even younger, like, yeah, yeah. they're looking at three years of... MLS uh, yeah, is boy, I'll tell you a story. Mm. Liverpool Academy, I took my son, he was six, Emileski brought his boy down there. He was four. Yeah. Like four. I had a picture with a guy in Nottingham. He said, oh, could you have a picture of my son? I look at him. He said, oh, he's going to Leicester on trial. I said, well, how old is he? He's seven. He was at Derby last week. Mm. How do these young guys cope mm. with maybe rejection at a young age mm -hmm. in this professional game where they're not even developed enough to even think how they can play the game and things like that. Mm. So it's a really tough challenge. So maybe it's, it's about attitude. You've got to have the skills and stuff like that. And maybe the skills that we've learned in the park and on the streets mm. were a good learning curve because today they're all in the academies and they're all being taught how to play the game, got everything what they need. You know, you might need a bit of spit and sawdust or whatever to say, I'm going for it, I'm going to, going and to make it. And you need a bit of luck in yeah. any yeah, sport, yeah. in any way in life. You need a bit of luck at the time. I think we were looking at Cluffy came at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. If Cluffy hadn't come, we would still... It, that was going to be my next question, it, actually. It can all be a bit robotic now, I think. Yeah. I yeah. think yeah. it's very, very, you know, tunnel vision sort of thing. Yeah. What I don't get... Kids evolve at different ages. Mm. You know, they mature at different ages. When I was 14, 15, I was nowhere near, mm. you know, thinking about being a prof. But then you get to 18 and you, you, you change, your body changes. And that's the annoying thing. I think everybody pigeonholes kids to mature at the same time. It just isn't possible. Some are better at 13, some are better at 16. You look at and Rooney, he's a great example. Exactly, Rooney, yes. At 16, Rooney was a man. Norman yeah. Whiteside's another one. Yeah, Norman no, Whiteside yeah. was a man at Mark 16. Mark Hughes, another one. He had big one. legs, yeah. he had the physique. That's why he played in the first team. That's why he did so well. Mm. You know, Some people mature, mature later than others. Yeah. It's more of a system now, isn't it, that they put the yeah. kids through? Mm. Whereas I think, I mean, you must all owe Clough and Taylor quite a big thank you for your careers that you've Absolutely. had. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to throw it yeah, the, 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 the I mean, these guys on board as well, right? He's, mm. He hit a bit of luck as well, right? Mm. Yeah, let's, let's be honest. It's a two-way thing, right? You know, as we say, about the five who were there when Cluffy came and then bringing gas from, like, was it £2,000 gas no, or something they... to bring him from... Well, you you know, where Lloyd came from Coventry, yeah. you know, and things and, uh, like yeah, that. It's, you know, know, it's a two-way thing, right? You know, the players and the management, you know, the right system at the same time, the right manager and things like that. So it's not all down to, thanks, Mr. Clough, mm. right, for getting us in there. You've got to pay back. Because if you don't pay back, you're out, mm. right? So it's a two-way thing. Right? So when Charlie Francis came, the centre forwards at the time were going, "Am I going to play? What's going to happen here?" Yeah, you know, sort of, well, yeah. we, Maybe the we, two we, of us, yeah, yeah we're yeah, saying, yeah. What, "What the hell's happening here? Yeah. A million pounds for Trev. We probably had a chat about it. Yeah, and said, well, he's not, I, "I know, guys, he's not getting my place." I'm saying he's not getting my place. And where does he end up? Well, he didn't play for a few weeks and then they put him on the right wing. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, so you've got you've got to be determined and say, this is, you know, I'm, I'm hanging on to this. Mm. Because if you're, I always say, if you're centre forward for England, there's going to be a hell of a lot of people wanting that number nine or number 10 shirt behind you. And you've mm. got to hold it onto it as long as you can before the next one comes in. Yeah, yeah but you, you've got a manager who's just bought somebody for a million pounds. Yeah. He's playing. I'm not bothered about Gary Bittles or Tony Woodcock. He's playing. I've just paid a bit. My, my uh, uh, what's my, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Is on the line that 
I've trusted him. I'm going to buy him for a million pounds, which is nine hundred ninety-nine thousand. Yeah, that that didn't happen. He was make the tea, exactly. Make the tea, get the beers, play in the A team because he was unique. (laughs) And because you used to always say, "Listen, I bought you here for a million pounds. You should Mm. be thankful that you're going to join this this group of players. Mm. You know, be thankful that you're joining them, right?" So that was a nice thing, wasn't it, as well? Yeah. Right? And not many, mention, many managers would think like that. No, no, That's of, course, of course. It was unique in that respect. What about our modern day youngsters? So we've kind of got, they're not quite local heroes yet. We've got Ryan Yates, we've got Joe Warrell, and we've got... Uh, hang on, Ryan Yates is from Lincoln. I know. It's, yeah. it's a little bit of poetic license. <laughs> That's what it it's close enough. Lincoln it's Green. Right, yeah. Robin Hood, but Lincoln Ryan's Green. has been here for a long time, to, to yeah, be fair. Yeah. It's, it's, it's quite a young age. I mean... Whether you're comfortable with the term heroes or not, you're still Forest legends. and You'll be legends in all Forest fans' eyes, whatever age, because you did so much for us. What, what would you Legends advise? mean old, doesn't it, really? Yeah, yeah. It does, yeah. Uh, well, have, we'll all take that. Robin Hood's <laughs> a legend, yeah, but yeah, he's, yeah. he's 357. Well, wait <laughs> for your three statues, but... Well, wait, wait for wait. that one. <laughs> what would you advise to those young players now, those three that I've mentioned? They, they, they've got a lot of uh, talent, They've obviously, you know, you think about Jono being at Link, playing at Lincoln on loan a couple of years back. Mm-hmm. You know, the guys have come through our system and now they're in the Premier League. They're the toughest league in the world. How, how do they keep grounded? How do they achieve the heights that you guys achieve? I think I think him going to Lincoln was, was a blessing. Mm. You know, it was good management, I think. Taking out of uh, kids' football, 20, under-21s football, playing in men's football. And he did well at Lincoln. I remember watching him at Lincoln. I know his dad quite well. Yeah, I think he's going to be he's going to be a really good player for this you, football. You go back in time to the Manchester United team when Beckham, Scholes, Giggs and all those players went out on loan to Preston and, mm. you know, I think it's Oldham, you know, all that. And what a great, you know, character, yeah. character building, you know, experience that was for them yeah. because they learned the hard way. They were playing against seasoned pros who were kicking them up in the air and... This is the thing about now. We used to have a thing called the Central League um, when we played, where young players could mix with the older players who were coming back from injury, and they learned so quickly. Mm. And I think that's got to come back into football because 21s, 23s, players, senior players who are coming back can't really, you know, get involved in that. So it, it just makes perfect sense for something in between to. You know, to help younger players and older players, yeah. you know, come it's back. Quite a rough league, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I it was very good. Yeah. Answer the question is, I think, just keep doing what they're doing. You know, yeah. they've managed yeah. to survive. Mm-hmm. You know, the next stage is, can we finish a little bit higher in the league? Mm. Can we have a good cup run? Can we do this? Can we do that? Mm. That's the next thing. You know, and listen to everybody of every bit of advice that comes your way. Oh, that's what I was always told. Always listen to some of it. Even the gaffer, some of it was gobbledygook. You know, but you listen, you pick the b- bits out that suited you and suited what you were doing with the team. I mean, when I was in the stand before I got in the team, I watched every moment. I didn't watch Viv. I watched Tony and Peter with what they did. If I could get in the team, what could I do to help those two? Yeah, I watched the game, but my eyes were totally focused on those two for the, the whole lot. And I, I watch Erling Haaland now and think, I, they, when they beat a 6-0 at Manchester, I was there. I couldn't take my eyes off him. You know, it's just because you play in a position and you want to see what is happening in that position. So, you know, it's difficult, but just do the basics well. Listen, learn, and just go out and do, you know, what you're best at. They learn from every situation. They've had a year in the Premier League now. They'll have played against top players. What can I take from that? Uh, It's going to benefit me, hopefully, when the next time I start playing. Mm. 
you know, you don't just go out and do the same things. It's no use doing, you can't keep doing the same thing. You've got to get better with it, right? You've got to get quicker, you've got to get tougher, you've got to get, if you're a defender and stuff like that, yeah. So you've got to be learning all the time to survive. One of the great, great lines I've ever heard was from David Platt, he said, great players don't get better, they get more consistent. Mm. And that is one of the best lines I've ever heard. Mm. Because Ronaldo and Messi, you know, they're, they're the two pinnacle players at the moment You, you are going to retire. That consistency mm. levels they showed was just incredible. Absolutely. In, absolutely absolutely yeah. unbelievable. And that's what you have to achieve. Not to get magnificently better, but continue on a regular basis yeah, doing you, that. You imagine, you imagine those two going out. They're not thinking, right, yeah, I've got to score, you know, to, to keep up that for so many years, to be at the top, right, and scoring all those goals and being brilliant. All the, the playing games. It's like, oh yeah. God, it's, it's, it's immense, right? Yeah. To be at the top for so long Massive. and everything like that, yeah. So, you know, yeah. Uh, and Forest off. was a benchmark. They've got through that period. It's what they do now. One final question, because we're running out of time rapidly. Just a quick one. A cloth, you could combine this one. A cloth or tailor anecdote that we, nobody's heard before. Oh, God. Oh. You should have asked us about that before you start <laughs> talking. We could have thought about it a little bit. Um, uh, he used to come in the change rooms in the morning. And, and we've just been to see John, John Robertson, Viv and myself, and our old mate, and we had a bit of a laugh with him. And I can remember that Cluffy used to come in, and John used to always wear desert boots, didn't he? Yeah, he had desert boots on, yeah, all the time there. And Cluffy used to come in the change room, he'd just go and sit aside of him. We'd say, why is he sitting there? And Cluffy would say, I've come to sit aside of him because looking at him, it makes me feel better every day. <laughs> <laughs> my, my first day at the city ground when I signed, you were the first team had the home dressing room and the away the reserves had the away dressing room and there was a little table just inside the door and I was sat on that table and the gaffer always apparently used to come in the where the referee's room was the main door. But this time he came in from the director's box, stuck his head round, and I'd not really had anything to do with him. He said, Son, get off my effing table now. <laughs> and I'd think, oh, what am I doing? You know, and it was to say, right, I'm in charge here you know, learn quickly sort of thing. You know, that, that's one thing that sticks in mind. I haven't got one. Uh, because you're the worst trainer. Yes. There must be something uh, in that bit. I've got one for him. He was right? disgraceful oh, I've got one for him. You know, Pete Ted used to come around the changing rooms and come in. Oh, yeah, he used yeah, to go, yeah. right, you lot, what vices have you got? Is it drink? Is it smoking? <laughs> right? Is it something else? Is it what? Is it this and that? But Anderson, what's yours? And someone shouted, like, he goes to the cinema every Friday. Cinema? There was no pub in Nottingham called the cinema. <laughs> I missed a bit out beforehand what they said, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, the uh, uh, the DVD uh, is out on the 5th of June and it can be bought from Amazon, I'm sure, other outlets as well. Uh, it's a local heroes, well worth a watch. I've seen it myself. It's just a very inspirational story of these three incredible Old legends, people. Forest legends. <laughs> legends. So Gary, yourself. Viv, Tony, thank you very much. Really. No, thank you. You're welcome. Don't forget to subscribe to Forest Fan TV. Sports Social Podcast Network.